Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs. Hello and welcome along to episode 63 of Talking Dogs on Thursday with myself, Barry Drake. This week we're going to talk to a man who has enjoyed plenty of success over the years in the world of greyhound racing and we're going to welcome Chris Hulhin to the podcast today. It's hello to you, Chris, and uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Good morning, Barry. Yeah, great to have you on. We'll speak about um, recent success in a, in a short while, um, Chris, because there is plenty to talk about. But tell our listeners uh, where you developed the, the love and passion for ground racing. Well, years ago, um, my uncle bought this dog called Valentine Prince. None of our family were involved in dogs, but uncles of mine from both sides, they had an interest in dogs. <coughs> we had no dog at home or anything like that, but... Uh, this dog came to my uncle's house next door. He was injured. And uh, he was a dog called Ballantyre Prince. And he was supposed to be a very good dog. I knew nothing about greyhounds. So my uncle said to me, would I walk this dog in the morning, try and get him back from injury? He was off for over a year at this stage. So I started walking my dog every morning before I got to school. I was only about 14 or 15 at the time. And uh, <coughs> we give the dog a few trials after a few weeks. And um, the dog stayed sound in so I was working away in the meantime after school here, there, and everywhere, trying to earn a few quid to have a gamble on this dog. So I eventually got to 100 euros or 100 pounds at the time, and the dog was running on the Friday night in Tralee, so I gave the money to my uncle. Uh, the dog won by, I think, around eight lengths the rest, and I was delighted. I got 400 pounds back. It was a lot of money in that thing. So I took home the money, and I ran home to my mother. Told her about all the money I was at winning the track. She said, what? How did you win that much? I said, I put 100 euros on the dock. Man, was I sorry for telling her. She gave me some bait <laughs> on the, put on so much money on the dock. Took the money off me. And uh, that was my last gamble I taught my mother about, you know, that's for sure. But from then on, uh, you know, I got the, the bug when I went to the track a couple of times. I got the bug for dogs. And then I went to England a few years afterwards. And I was working with George Curtis. Some days of the week, like in the weekends, we had a dog with him called, my uncle had a dog in England at the time called Upland Tiger, who was a very good dog. He was fair for the Derby, fair for the Laurels, he was fair for everything he ran in. But he was a very unlucky dog, which uh, I learned a lot from George Curtis the years I was in England. Uh, yeah, tell us more, that, that's quite a story about the gamble, but tell us more about your, your days um, in England and, uh, you know, some of the tracks you were, you were visiting. Oh, the best track I, w- I was ever at in England, I thought, when I was doing that time, was uh, White City. Um, Knockroach Slave was running the derby at the time. Indian Joe and all them dogs. There was some Valentine. Uh, it's it's Bella Henry was another great dog. Scrollog Champ. All them dogs were running at the time when I was in England. See, they were brilliant dogs altogether. And were you working full-time in England, um, Chris? I was. I was working on the building sites my uncle, but I was up and down to George Curtis nearly every second day with dogs and I used to be there the weekend then with him helping him out. Uh, you know, it was a great experience to get. Very good. And tell us about maybe your, your return to Kerry and um, how it developed when you got back. I got back then and uh, I'd only made the dog for years, which they kept an interest. Was, and I was playing hurling and trying to go to the track and everything, which it was an interest. We had much more to do around here at the time. So um, I'd made the dog for years and then I read this pitch in I says around 95 and she bred a couple of right good pups uh, one of them I won the puppy oaks and Harold's Cross with she was called Pilar she was the last pup in the litter 
and a couple of farmers around here, I said to him, will you buy a pup off me? And the farmer stuck his head in across the ditch, and he said, I suppose you'll give us that pilardi there, the smallish one. I said, that's the one that's for sale. And she turned out to be a great bitch, and she won the puppy oaks in Harold's Cross, and her sister was Cashin' Sleeper. She was another brilliant bitch. Ginger McGee had her in the finish. She bought her off me. And <coughs> then I'd mediocre dogs for a couple of more years. I'd open race dogs, but they were no world beaters. And then in, I was in Shelburne one night, and I see this dog, Richie Reagan's running in uh, in Shelburne, and I said, Geez, he's an awful high galloper. And but I said he's awful well bred. So I said if I had a bitch come and see him sometime when he's a stud, I'd breed with him. So um, anyway, the dog was called Bell and Brave. So one of my bitches came in season about two years afterwards, and I took her down. Three hundred pound was a stud for you, which was very cheap at the time because he was unproven and my bitch was unproven. So it was the best litter I ever had. I advertised them at twelve weeks old for three hundred euros each. I didn't even get a phone call. And that litter turned out to be Cash and Legend, which won the Laurels. Cash and Zeke was beaten in making the consolation final of the Derby. And won eight heats of the Derby in two years with them dogs. <coughs> you know, they were great dogs at the time. That, that's unbelievable. Talk us about that, I suppose, um, amazing Laurels journey back in um, 2008, I think, as you said, with um, yeah. Cash and Legend. Uh, just, just talk us through that competition and how it developed uh, even prior to the final. Well, before the competition started, he ran in the derby in the first round and he got knocked out and I was disgusted. I had, I had about £100 in him that time or £200 to win the derby. My friend, Tyke Sullivan, my advisor, he, he advised me a lot of wrong information which he advises me anyway. <laughs> but yeah, he used to travel everywhere with me and uh, we, we were in Clamel one night. The four dogs won, the four brothers. There was three or four lads waiting at the van to buy all the dogs off me I had twenty pound in my pocket, and that's the honest truth. Now, I had twenty pound to my name, enough to get home with diesel and a few chips. And he says to me, "Will you sell one of the dogs?" And I said, "No, I'm sorry. I said, "Will you sell some of them?" So there was a lad at the van, and he had to check up in the van for a hundred and twenty thousand for the four dogs. And I turned it down. He says to me, "You're mad." So he said, "Sell one of them." Anyway, I said, "No, and I said, oh. So I kept him in there, and we we're getting closer. They got knocked out of the competition. We were getting closer to the derby. And I didn't feel great at the time. I, I was kept saying to my friend Ty, there was something wrong with me. I had a pain in my side at all times. But start, just that, I said, I'm not going to go to the doctor until the derby is over. And <coughs> when I got beaten in making the consolation final of the derby, I went to the doctor the next day and they said I had leukemia at the hospital. This was just before the laurels were starting. So I said, God almighty, what am I going to do now? Jesus. Uh, I ran the dog in the, I was in the hospital then for a fortnight very sick for a fortnight in the hospital in Cork and um, first round the laws my lads here they, they were doing the dogs while I was in the hospital but I came out on the Friday night in the first round the laws on the Saturday night and they said to me dead under no circumstances we're going to track them on night so I, I said I'll go on the back of the car I'll just lay down on the back of the car so I went to the tracking area under all protests from the lads and he won the first round of the laurels, and he got beat a few rounds in, but he was running very well. He got bad trap draws and running. So that he got to the final, and uh, it was three middle seeds, three inside seeds. So I was drawn out the first middle seed, and I said, trap four, perfect. But I, I didn't understand. He'd be trap six, they were working inside out. But anyway, he won the laurels final, so I was delighted. So that was some of the money back that I refused. And, uh, you know, he ran... 
he ran the derby then the next spring or the next summer he got to the final of the derby and he was third in the final to College Causeway which was a great derby that year so his brothers and everything they were all running well so just kind of from there on I picked up didn't I went through a spell of bad dogs you know it wouldn't all go dogs by me I know yeah but that that, that was a remarkable journey as you said winning the Lars and getting to a derby final I'm sure you have fond memories looking back on, on, on that great dog uh, yeah he was great and then I bred a little off him then I good staying bitch there for a friend of mine called Shakir Live we bred our team and lo and behold he brought a pup to me in the yard for the mating and that turned out to be a cash in my phone with the dog the one saying later in Limerick so then the year after I bred a bitch called cash and sleeper she won the English Oaks so uh, no, so Cash and Maureen, so, you know, I've had a stream of fairly good dogs ever since. What? The last couple of years now, they weren't great either. I know. What was it like to win the Ledger back in 2012, uh, Chris? Oh, it was brilliant. 40 finish again. Ledger won the, the Laurels in the 40 finish, and Mofuma won the same Ledger in the 40 finish. It was, it was, they were brilliant nights, like. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they were. And, of course, two uh, prestigious competitions that always attract uh, top-class greyhounds and big yeah. crowds on, on the final nights. That's right. The, when I came to my own village here, I live in a small village in North Gary, called near the Cashin River. And there was bonfires and uh, fireworks in all directions. So it was great for the village around here as well and local people around here. Yeah, fantastic stuff. And and just in terms of your, we'd say your, op, before we talk about your success last weekend, just tell us a bit about your, your operation at home at these times. Have you many dogs? And I'm sure you have great helpers as well because in every kennel they always have uh, great helpers. Well, the only helpers I have is my wife, my two daughters, my son. That's 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 all they help me. There's no one else here on your side. And my daughter's one of my daughters is a nurse, and she's always giving out to me and doing too much. And you know, my wife's the veterinary nurse, then, so she's a great help as well. So we li- I live in this small little cul-de-sac in the middle of no place, and we've only about fourteen racing dogs. And we had three little pups, all right, three weeks ago. We have 23 young pups. We have five or six saplings. And my wife, she brings a dog. She brings a pet every day. She's mad into rehoming and looking after the dog. She'd, she'd look after a rat if she got the chance. Oh, brilliant. It sounds like greyhounds have been a massive part of your, your life uh, over the years, Chris. They have, yeah. They've, they've taken up all my life. I'd be cursing them at times, if I should. If I wouldn't do dogs... I'm a qualified welder, but I'd rather be doing the dogs, tell you the truth. Oh, very good. It's and Yeah, there sure is. Let's talk about um, last weekend, because uh, you made the, the trip to Turles over the last couple of weeks. Uh, the uh, Casco and Ray Steak is, a, I suppose, a steak that has a ha- habit of producing high-class greyhounds, and uh, you came out on top in the final. Um, Cash and Uberi, um, a very young greyhound, out of uh, Droopy Sydney, who is such a popular stud dog at the moment, um, enjoying uh, massive success. Just just tell us about this uh, young greyhound. You must have been more than pleased with this winning performance uh, in the yeah. final. I was very happy with her. Um, I went to the track the Friday night before the first round and I did a winner in the track and I came out to my van and the clutch was gone in my van. I said, Mother God, I'm not going to go to Thurlis. So I was trying to get the van started for the next day and my dad, we were at the course and then in one of our pups, she dislocated her toe after winning the first course by 10 minutes and I said to my dad, I'm not going to Thurlis. This is a sure sign that to go. And she said, Dad, carry me and see how, he gets up, or see how she gets on. And I said, I won't finish, I won't keep it hell. <clears throat> so at four o'clock I got back to my van I should be on the road that time so I said last second she said go on I carry the beach so I carried her and she won the first round 
Canada for the semi-final, she won that. In Canada for the final, she won that. So my daughter said to me, "Dad, we did a good job. Now you talk to bitch." <laughs> but you know, she 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 looks very promising. Bitch, she's very young, very promising. Yeah, of course, yeah, and great, uh, great, and great heart. Yeah, she'd be a half sister to Shawn Nate, wouldn't she? That's right. Yeah, yeah. she's a half sister to Shawn Nate, which is. He's injured at the moment. He's done the monkey muscling in Dundalk in the sprint competition in Dundalk. So he won't be back now until the springtime. But we have seven or eight more of that litter to run yet. So I have another sister, but the Connors I train for, they have a dog and three or four bitches. They're not even qualified yet. Nice one. Sounds like a lot to look forward to, so Chris. Hopefully, hopefully, no, Barry, hopefully. Yeah, and you had more success last weekend. Tell us about that. Oh, I went to the course and then on the Friday the bitch, reserve bitch trial taken she won her two rounds on Friday so I had a few quit in her before the first round again of course so I couldn't tell my mother I'd be guilty again <laughs> but anyway she won the final on Sunday so myself and Tyke Sullivan my advisor again and uh, we won it was my first trial take when I went to a few finals and semi-finals and I pierced hard luck with the course nugs the last couple of years getting injured doing toes and doing wrists and everything pulling muscles with at long last, they won the tri-stick. Sounds like... There's only a reserve tri-stick, which was a 32, so it was a tough one to win. Yeah, sounds like it was a weekend to remember, so, Chris. Ah, uh, it, it was a great weekend. You don't get them too too often. Usually, when you have a win, you go downhill for a bit, and then you come back up again. But last weekend was a great weekend now for us. Exactly, and of course, actually, obviously, uh, your your local track and uh, place where you've enjoyed great success over the years. Yes, I, I had a good few winners there, and last year, then... Uh, he was private trainer of the year in Ireland so that was a great post to me as well but we had a lot of runners last year that were mediocre dogs but they were winning a lot of races yeah, so, yeah very, very good and uh, moving forward what, what, are, what are the hopes for the future for, for Chris Hulahan well hopefully you now this litter of Drupal Sydney's will be fairly good and we just look forward to tra- my main aim is to win the derby before I die I won't be happy unless I win that we, we like we like the sound of that great to hear a determined uh, and passionate greyhound man uh, speaking like that um, I think that's about it Chris is there anything else you'd like to add before we finish up uh, no not really that's, that's, that's about my life story you know, ups, ups and downs but sure we'll paddle out and see what we can do great stuff look uh, congratulations on that great success last weekend and uh, we look fo- forward to following your progress in the world of greyhound racing uh, going forward you were a great guest on the podcast thanks for joining us Thanks very much, Barry. Thanks a lot. Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs.